Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Charlie's Angle. I am your host, Charlie Crable, and with me, as always, is my co-host, producer, and show sponsor of Apex Media now. Boom. There Jeff it is. Jeff Pitcher. Hello there. So I've been realizing that throughout this entire podcast, I keep on listing you as my show sponsor without actually saying. People think I pay you to come here. And yeah, do this. exactly. <laughs> this, this, this is not actually just like I mean, it is kind of a bunch of dudes who are friends and want to talk about stuff like this all the time about libertarian stuff and everything. But like, it's not like we're sitting in his kitchen. I mean, this is actual recording studio and everything like that. So I was like, I might as well start giving it a little bit of a plug here. Then. Like this corner looks like a recording studio. Yes. The rest of it looks like a closet and former laundromat because it is. Is a former laundromat. Actually, <laughs> one of these days we're going to have to take some pictures of the finished work here and put I'm it gonna, up on I'm a gonna, Facebook I'm page. I'm going to do like a, like a 3D tour of it sometime, I think. I'd like to, you know, just say we'd love to. I mean, you guys have seen a little bit. We've done a couple of live videos and everything <laughs> like you that. See, but you see the crappy parts. <laughs> the, you know, but it's actually, you know, this is a legit studio. Apex Media is the place that's doing it. Jeff owns it. And it's... Uh, strictly speaking, Amanda owns it. Amanda owns it, actually. <laughs> Ooh, <okay>. But... <laughs> Speaking of your livelihood, and we were just talking about this before we hit the record button, but happy one-year anniversary almost to two weeks to slow the spread or flatten the curve or whatever you want to Man, call it. What what a great two weeks it's been. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it just like, it's sort of like, I like the, the meme of... Uh, uh, Bill Murray from Groundhog Day going, well, it's day 630 or, or 237 of two weeks to stop the curve or whatever. But um, it's just been, you know, absolutely crazy. Although I noticed that our governor, Governor Cuomo, uh, the more people that come out with sexual misconduct allegations against him, he is letting things like reopen. And so we figure at this rate, if, if he's already opened restaurants to 75% capacity by the time this is all done. Uh, uh, the 19th is when that happens. Yeah, the 19th is when yeah. it happens. More, I think the more people that come out, by the time all is said and done, restaurants will be able to be at 235% yeah. Yeah, capacity. Like, you know, you, you know, fuck it. He raped me too. I, I, I don't know. Well, and that, that was why I was mentioning Apex because, you know, actually on March 13th, 2020. We, we got fucked hard. We got, yeah, I mean, and, and like it shut down your entire business, Apex Media, because he shut down. And all the businesses that you need to, <laughs> to survive, even, um, even the ones that aren't like dependent on booze and food sales, like just any event, weddings, any event, anything, just like completely left. But, uh, so I learned how to use a video camera. So, okay, yeah. So I did a little bit of work. What, what you did on your COVID vacation? <laughs> what I did on my mandatory twelve month vacation. <laughs> COVID vacation. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I wanted to give a uh, little plug for an event that's taking place this Saturday at one. It'll be on the steps of the state capitol in Albany. You can't miss it. You'll smell it from a mile away because it, you want to talk about a swampy place. It's the capital of all the state capitol building. But um, Abby Ballard, uh, who is the host of the Downstate Abby podcast, which is also produced here, and also is the host of CancelCuomo.com. She formed it. Um, she's been leading a lot of opposition for quite a while, especially against the bail reform. But since the governor has really kind of abused his powers over these last two weeks to flatten the curve, uh, you know, you've seen all sorts of infringements on liberties. His, I've said all along that my biggest fear about the COVID response was that the response was going to be worse than the cure for the disease it's gonna or the it's worse gonna, than the disease itself, itself. Yeah. and 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 you sound like an anti-vaxxer <laughs> i know i'm not really an anti-vaxxer you know as, as a matter of fact I, i'll say this right now i haven't actually scheduled it yet but my doctor has actually given me a letter to qualify me for the covid shot and i may actually get it because 
he recommended it. And that's my doctor. He's been, I, I'm diabetic, so he had recommended that I get it. Yeah, you're you're kind of at risk from that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, sure. but, but see, this actually how it's supposed to work, you know, in consultation with my doctor, who I trust, who has never steered me wrong before. If he says to get it, I get it. I'm not going to be posting pictures of my certificate on Facebook or anything like that. I don't feel do, that. Do you have to carry that with you to I prove have, that you've been vaccinated? I have absolutely vaccinated? No that idea. sounds like that sounds like Russia in the 70s uh, and 80s. Yeah, it sounds like show me your papers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Laura, Laura has the card. My wife is a teacher, so she's got the card. And she, she got both of them already. It, it's. Uh, I'm actually hoping that. The Johnson and Johnson one, the one shot deal comes. It's available. I I mean, they're making them more available anyway. But any, anyways, that's off the topic of the COVID thing and the vaccine. But I'm just saying. But on Saturday, this rally that's in Albany is going to be. It's called basically Take Back New York. It's a chance basically for people to network who've got concerns about what's going on with state government. Um, you know, basically to present a unified voice, uh, nonviolent, peaceful. You know, it's just intended to be informative, a networking thing, a chance, you know, to let the law. Ma- it's basically a visible show of we're getting really sick of everything that's going on here and things really need to change. Yeah. Um, Abby's a very level headed, very fun individual, but very, you know, she's she's very level headed. She's not one of those people who is like, you know, firebomb the Capitol. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Charles is going to show up with Molotov cocktails. And- but um, and speaking of Apex Media, Jeff will be doing the sound for it. So yeah. if you go there, yeah. you can actually meet Jeff. I- I'm the guy that walks around with the iPad and looks upset the whole time. Yeah, like I can't hear you from this angle. It's actually really cool. He took me out on one to show me how to use one. And we were starting to do a little bit of training for some of this stuff. And I actually thought it was really cool. You know, he let me use the iPad to help with the sound and stuff like that. And of course, you did good. I did all right. Yeah. You know, it's more more my ear, you know, the going. But it was really funny because you were right about, like, drunk people are going to, like, try <laughs> to, like, watch what you're doing. And, like, a bunch of these guys, like, it must have been at the track or something like that. Or it was in the summer. There might have been, like, a Dave Matthews concert that weekend. And so the after party was going to be going. Which, no, because it was actually, we were done at 10 o'clock that yeah, day. Yeah, we are done at 10 o'clock. Okay, yeah, it was probably the track. But but he was there. And they thought I was playing the stock market. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, it's 9 o'clock at night. And I'm... Doing like, the bell is rung, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's over. It's, way it's gone over. for the day. They're they're always drunk and they're out, they always walk up to us, just kind of like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Yeah, uh, I'm not picking on drunks. I drink at shows here and there, but like, it's just it's. I had the I had my iPad ripped out of my hand by a drunk bridesmaid at a wedding once, Ugh. and in the in the split second she had it, she muted my keyboard player and logged me out of the app. So, like, my keyboard player is freaking out because his rig breaks all the time, so right. he thinks it's his fault. I'm like, no, Dave, it's not. It's me. It, oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's this girl. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> so that'll be the guy who will be there doing the sound. Don't and everything. touch That's me. Don't, don't touch t- me. L- listen, as, as far as Jeff is concerned, the best thing about the whole COVID pandemic is the six-feet distancing rule. That's probably a little too close for comfort for you in some sense. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I'm wearing my mask for like years. I don't care. I'm gonna keep wearing it. Just so that, like, you know, there are a lot of people that are just they were loving it because they're like, that means people don't randomly hug me anymore. Yep. I hugged um I hugged like uh, our friend Caleb's right. girlfriends that I haven't seen her in months, and she goes, you know, to hug her, I'm like, I am today. I'm never gonna see you again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Don't hug me. So don't hug Jeff. <laughs> 
if, if there's anybody who's a porcupine like a libertarian, it's Jeff because he's very peaceful, <laughs> very docile. But if you get too close, he's going to stab you. I'm not going to stab you. I don't carry well. I carry a knife. A knife, but yeah, <laughs> like a porcupine. So anyways, if you want, it's go a to- Leatherman. I'm not a weirdo. Oh, it's okay. a utility knife. Come on, I'm not crazy. Well, <laughs> telling people I carry knives to the Capitol. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't work. I don't do that. It doesn't work. No, no knives to the Capitol. So no stabbing. But um, just come say hi. Just don't hug me. Yeah. And uh, stay for the event and listen to what all the speakers all the have speakers to say. Are. I may be there, but of course that's going to all just be dependent. And it's actually why I'll give you guys a little bit of a quick explanation. We didn't do an episode last week. Um, and I just, you know, I, I figured that instead of just calling it off, I, you know, when I do these every week, uh, I'll just explain. Um, in June 2019, I was in a really, really, really bad car accident and I literally broke my back. And so it's been a year and a half long process. And the problem that I'm having right now is that like almost every day is a crapshoot when I get up and I'll go through these stretches like I have for the last week and a half. This is not a sob story or anything like that, but it's, you know, about the last week and a half. I mean, I was barely mobile getting out of bed and you know i mean i was able to do a few things but it was really hard to do it i actually had to cancel out on one time of should we send a microphone and an interface and a computer to your house we should but it's <laughs> you, just, just, it's, you know be like it's me charlie i'm on um uh, i'm on meds <laughs> I don't know. well no i mean i i yeah you know what i try i try to stay i try i mean i did get a little bit of help uh, from the doctor on that one, but I try to keep that as very minimal as possible. Just I don't like because, taking drugs to, unless I need to. Yeah, yeah, and it, this was more like, uh, dude, I haven't slept in like four days. Unless straight. I want to. Yeah, <laughs> but it's yeah, they should all be legal. But anyway, but anyway, so that's just kind of they what definitely happened. are. It's 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 actually very frustrating. But anyways, if the if a new episode doesn't drop, you know, on a given week, that's probably more likely the answer than screw it, I quit. I'm not doing this anymore. That's not. How it is. We'll at least let you guys know with a Facebook message yeah, or something. So you can always just have me come up and I'll be like, hey, it's Charlie's Angle and it's just Jeff. Here's what I think about Star Wars. But I'm on a different podcast for that. Probably be one of our most listened to podcasts. <laughs> Maybe. Jeff on Star Wars. Um, I, I have a doctoral dissertation that I'm working on. It's not really a doctoral dissertation, it's more of a master's thesis, if I'm going to be honest. It's about the show WandaVision. <laughs> Oh, and I'm actually on a show tonight talking about it with some people. And it's going to be really fun. Sounds like it. <laughs> I haven't watched it. Is it any good? WandaVision? It's great. Yeah. I haven't watched it. I yet. don't want to spoil it for anybody. It's um, you watched Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know how big of a letdown it was? Yeah. So it's not that big of a letdown. OK, but they didn't do fan service very well. And the writing was weird in the last episode. But okay. They're also setting up the rest of the franchise, so it's, okay. it's understandable. It's the first season. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> go watch it. It's good. Okay. I will. Actually, my wife and I want to, so we're going to- It's we great. Got Dis- we got Disney Plus, so- um, Yeah, do it, because um, Falcon Winter Soldier comes out like next week. Yeah, which I really want to- I love the spy thrower stuff. It's going to be great. We are total geeks, if you haven't figured. <laughs> yeah, big time. Big we're not time. wearing anything geek No, not today. really. I'm, everything is plain. There's no Star Wars or Marvel or anything like that on me, so that's- Sad. A good thing. Sad. Anyway, so, so what we're back at now is... We lost everybody. No one's lost, listening Nobody's anymore. listening at this point anymore. Uh, we're just riffing on whatever. That that was our Seinfeld part of the episode, the episode about the show about nothing. Yeah. But now we're going to actually get into what we have been get, doing is our continuing series on the Libertarian Party platform. We are in the personal liberty section of the platform. And so what, what we've been doing is, just to review, is we decided early on in January that... Uh, instead of just doing shows that are reactionary to, you know, the news, I mean, we'll do, 
stuff and we'll we'll discuss things like that as they come up but you know we want to have a plan of attack for the year because the former director of the cia said something uh that was really concerning um and this was in january we were talking about you know using the national you know security arm to like look at uh you know, all these like, you know, pro-Trump supporters, QAnon people, and they even mentioned like libertarians in it as part of a group of domestic terrorists. And we're, we're quite terrifying. Yeah, quite terrifying. Don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're uh oh <laughs> uh, so so anyway, so what we decided to do is we're like, you know what? First of all, I, I can remember over the last four years that anytime I would say something that was I guess against an accusation that was made against Donald Trump without actually supporting him. But see, one of the problems with the Trump presidency and being able to talk about it is that you had to almost have to weed your way through a whole bunch of crap to just get to like the stuff that was legitimate and everybody was focused on the wrong thing, you know? So I would be like, this is not really something that's a big deal. And so I'd be accused of being a Trump supporter. And it's like, uh, Trump, you know, Trump's the most libertarian president either. Ever. I read that and spit my coffee out. I, I, had, mean, I had to explain to someone, like, no, I didn't vote for Biden. This is like yesterday. They're like, yeah. what? And I'm like, I did, no, I voted for I voted for Joe Jorgensen because she's, she's not a rapist. Yeah. And that, that should be enough for anybody. Fair enough. But there's more, there's more behind it. They understand now. It's yeah, fine. they understand now. You know, so what we decided to do is we're like, you know, the, the platform is listed plain and clear on their website. But, you know, some people might read that and not know exactly what everything means on there. So what we're doing is we are going through the platform bit by bit, subject by subject, really close. So what we want to do is we want to educate people. We want people to hear directly what the Libertarian Party says about different issues. It, some of the stuff may actually support surprise you some of the stuff you know we'll actually find that hey i'm a real liberal and i really agree with this stuff or i'm a real conservative and i really agree with this stuff you, you'll you'll find a lot of things that are very surprising um and actually that you'll find that libertarians don't believe what you think we believe we're not anarchists yeah you know we're, we're not we're, we're we do believe in a societal structure we do believe in law and order we just believe that there's too many laws and too many orders. And, you know, we also, you know, believe in individual liberty and freedom, but that the, that, but that our government exists to protect those freedoms. So it's like, there is a role government plays here. So what we're doing is we've been going through, uh, they've broken it up really nice uh, for us on the website. And we're in the last part, finally of section one, this is five episodes on just section one, but that's pretty cool, you know, cause we can examine it. And, um, you know, so what we we your outlines are very concise, by the way. Yeah, I just you're it, super organized. It, well, it's just the best way to. It's it's easier for me to kind of just get everything together as almost like I I it's a show script, but it's like notes that we have to follow along and stuff like that because right. riff, riffing it sometimes I get lost. You know, if and, we start a website, we should put these outlines up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because you'll see that I, I cite sources and everything, you know, so it's not just like, hey, this is what I think. This is like we I go to places. I look at studies. I look at, you know, we, we try to give you guys as many facts as possible. Oh, imagine that. Facts. So anyways, we are now on to self-defense. And the way that I have actually crafted this is that a lot of people will look at this and be like, okay, here comes another libertarian argument on guns. 
guns are a, a very important part of self-defense, but what I'm trying to do with this show is that I'm actually trying to focus on the issue of self-defense itself. We all know what libertarians feel about guns. We'll get into that, you know, a little bit later and stuff like that because it's worth repeating and everything like that. But, you know, the notion of self-defense, people being able to protect their own person, their family, and their property is really interesting because there's a lot of different arguments, you know, made about, you know, what law should be allowed, what, you know, what when is self-defense okay, when is it justified, that type of thing. And I found it to be a very fascinating topic. So we're going to actually try to focus this mostly on the self-defense part of it as an issue and not so much about, yeah, this is why you need a gun. Um, but you'll see at the end of it that, yeah, this is why you need a gun. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm going to read the, this, this part of the platform for you from self-defense. And this is word for word from the website. Again, we're doing it here, doing the work so you don't have to. Um, so the platform actually says the only legitimate use of force in defense of individual rights, which are life, liberty, and justly acquired property against aggression. The right in here is the, in the individual excuse me, who may agree to be aided by any other individual or group. We affirm that's the militia. Well-organized militia, by the way. Uh, we affirm the individual right recognized by the Second Amendment to keep and bear arms and oppose the prosecution of individuals for exercising their rights of self-defense. Private property owners should be free to establish their own conditions regarding the presence of personal defense weapons on their own property. That's something we're also going to get into a little bit on its own because that works in both ways. Um and then we also oppose all laws and uh, any level of government restricting, registering, or monitoring the ownership, manufacture, transfer of firearms or ammunition. That's all gun laws are constitutional infringements is really what it comes down to. Which I'm not, like, not super in agreement with, but, like, for the most part. For the most part. We, we talked about it a couple well, of episodes ago. if you're a felon, ago. you lose a lot of your yeah, rights you, anyway. Yeah. So, like, you can lose that right if you're a felon. Yeah, if you're a felon. But, yeah. you know average joe on the street yeah you can go find another episode from a, a i remember when it was we can put it in the show notes where i go through a, a compromise idea yeah it was jeff's yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we talked about it because i mean i think that what we've i'll get into a little bit now but we got into um we understand that you know i mean i do and you do believe that at, at the you know people should have the right to own any firearm that they want and anything like that but we also are practical about it and we're like that might not necessarily work in today's culture yeah it's but it's not it's it's actually more putting the restrictions on people who maybe shouldn't have as easy access because they have other outlying you know felons mental illness that type of thing um you know that you know you know we don't believe that you know somebody who's got a history of even though they should be legally allowed to do whatever drugs that they want shouldn't have that kind of a history of a bad addiction type of stuff i don't know if they should necessarily own a gun because yeah, of you know, probably not. if like uh, if someone's going through treatment for um for like addiction to anything, yeah, then like they probably shouldn't have access to something. No, <laughs> because there's often depression issues like or that. there's yeah. addiction issues that forces you to do the addiction makes you do things that you wouldn't normally do. Yeah, I know uh, a lot of people that have. Yeah, we don't need to go into that. You know, but so but anyways, so the, but the the real key to this is actually that you and I and anybody who's in as an individual has a basic right to defend themselves. You have the the, the basic right. That's the life, liberty, and that's the pursuit of happiness. You can't pursue happiness if you are in danger and you can't protect yourself from. From that danger okay and it's by whatever means necessary you got to be able to you know you need to be able to stop the threat you know to you and so the key part of this platform is 
that self-defense, okay, is really the only legitimate use of force that you'll find in the libertarian, you know, party. The the party is generally nonviolent. It seeks nonviolent means to or ends to a lot of things. And, you know, but this does not violate the non-aggression principle of not harming people and not hurting their stuff because you're protecting yourself from other people trying to harm you and take your stuff. It, it goes that you are your own sovereign is basically how I look at it. You are, you know, and so especially when it comes to protecting yourself and your family and your property, you know, you just you you have a right to to, to exist safely in your own home. Does that go for uh, uh, with property? Does that go for like uh, I mean, obviously, the studio is by my near my house. So it's yeah. like still uh, my wife's property. Right. But uh, if I if I have a space that was in like uh, like downtown Amsterdam or something like that, do I have the right to protect that if it's owned by my corporation and not me? Uh, not in New York State. Interesting. But according to the Libertarian Party, Libertarian Party, you should. It, it, it is your business. It is your and and there are a lot of states that actually include stuff like in your cars and in your place of business and all that other. Stuff. Uh, we all know New York is terrible for personal freedom. They're so. even. It's even worse. I mean, they have a castle law, but it's. It, 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 we're getting into that, you know. Actually, that's what it is. Is that what what it basically comes down to is this castle doctrine, what's known as your home is your castle. Also, what falls under that is the stuff like stand your ground laws, all that kind of thing, you know. So when we're talking about those laws, they're sometimes castle laws and stand your ground are sometimes interchangeable um, because it actually depends on the state that you live in. So most states have some form of a castle doctrine. Now, some are stronger than others, but most states have you know, some form of law that makes it, it, it should automatically be legal, but it actually just makes it not, a, you can't be charged with a crime in instances where, where you are defending yourself in your home. Right. So now you have some states, there's like two dozen or so states, they have a really strong form of a castle doctrine. Um, like Texas. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I love I love when it comes time to self defense because you know what you're always going to go to Texas. Always first. go to Texas. Well, because it's got one of the strongest laws, and actually they allow citizens. This is their their castle law. Uh, citizens are allowed to protect their homes, car, or place of business or employment to use force, including lethal force, when an intruder is unlawfully entered or is attempting to enter using force, is attempting to remove someone from the home, car, or workplace by force or is attempting to commit a crime such as rape, murder, or robbery. An attempt to retreat is not required before a citizen is justified in using force against the invasive party in Texas. So in some states, New York is one of them, actually, that if you have the option to retreat, you have to try to retreat first. If I'm in my home, where can I retreat to? That's my safe haven. In, in, in New York, your home doesn't qualify. Uh-huh. You can protect yourself in your home, but the per- I'll, I'll, damn yeah, straight, I, mean, I can. <laughs> well, you you can, but it is actually almost like limited into like justified violence and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, to be fair, I'm going to use non-lethal force whenever I can, anyway. Yeah, actually, in New York, you can, you can. Yeah, you cannot use deadly force if you know with certainty that you can avoid an intruder by retreating. But you can use deadly force if you are not the initial aggressor in an altercation within your home. So you are... Oh, right. Like when that one time I was attacked in the movie theater, I just tried to get away from the guy instead of beating... In in, in Texas, you could shoot him. Yeah, well, I mean, that was... You probably didn't need to. No, no, no. And I, I was... I reached for a pistol that I forgot I actually wasn't carrying that day. I think I talked about it on yeah. the show once. Um, that was enough to scare him away. It's a good deterrent to yes. violence. The dude never connected, though. He never actually landed a punch. I'm quick. 
and chubby, but I'm quick. <laughs> don't let it, don't let him fool you, man. He's wily. Okay, now of course it, it, we can't mention Texas without mentioning Florida, <laughs> but theirs is so strong that the dwelling being protected does not need to even have a roof. So it could be a it could be it a, could be a mo it could be mobile or immobile. What what structure? Wait a minute, hang on. A roof or temporary as a tent. But so tents big, have roofs. Yeah, but if you're living, <laughs> but 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 if you're living, like say in a cardboard box. But cardboard boxes have roofs. Not technically. Well, I guess if you lay it on its side, or if you're living in a hurricane home, what? The, the roof blows. Basically, if the roof there blows off a house, you could actually still shoot that's, somebody. That's from why that lost. Yeah, because it <laughs> is I'm like, Florida. What dwelling doesn't have a roof? No, well, well, no. Basically, what it is is that Florida is, is. I mean, basically, if you're homeless, you live on the streets, so that's your dwelling. Oh, that makes sense. So. Homeless people can protect themselves. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, Although, that, good. Good on Florida. Good on Florida. Yeah. It, it also explains a lot. <laughs> but <laughs> good on Florida is right. Now, if we we got to go to the other extreme, of course, and actually, it it's not the other extreme, but it's it's way more restrictive in a lot of places where they're like where, where it's called like you have a duty to retreat. Mm-hmm. Like you have a duty to retreat, you know, in all circumstances first, you know, if you can. But most people would try to use non-lethal at first. Well, I mean, I there's think. the whole fight or flight response that humans have. Yeah. And like most people are going, most people would rather run from a fight. It doesn't it doesn't matter what it is. Most people rather would. Yeah. Granted, if you, if you're like, um, if you have training and you're trained to respond instead of react, then Maybe that's a little different. It's human nature to want to go away from the danger. Yeah. That's really what it is. I don't want to fight. No, I mean, who wants, you know. Easiest way to win a fight is to not be in one. Well, and, 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 and the whole thing is, is that if, like, a guy walks into my house and he's got a gun, but I'm near the back door, instead of confronting him with a gun, I'm gonna, I'd rather just get out the back door and get the hell away from him. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, I mean, that's, you know, even though I believe in, in, I actually, like, believe the Texas case where, like, the guy enters your home, you could put one between his eyes if he's violently breaking in, and you're perfectly justified. But the thing is, is that the, at the heart of it, I don't even really want to kill anybody. I don't want to be, even if they're, even in self-defense, I don't want to kill anybody. Yeah. So it's, but, but like, some of these, I think, are really restrictive in, like, making you almost like a sitting duck. Yeah. You know, like, California, I mean, they allow their citizens to protect their homes with deadly force if they feel they or another person are in physical danger, but it does not extend to theft. It only protects residents in their home and not in cars or at work. So if basically if you're getting carjacked, you can't respond with deadly force in California. You know, I bet a good lawyer could work on that because I think so. Yeah, I'm physically in danger if I lose my car and I'm stuck in the middle of Los Angeles and don't know where I'm going. I am then no longer safe. You may not actually even be legally allowed to carry a firearm, though, in that case. I wouldn't carry a firearm. I just defend myself in general. Deadly force. You can't kill the person that's carrying a car jacket, which is stupid. I can. You can. (laughs) And in some cases, you probably should because that might be your only option. But again, if he goes out and he kills somebody after stealing my car, then I feel like I'm sort of liable for that person's life. Because you didn't stop him from stealing your car. That's the the Spider-Man rule. Yeah. Uncle Ben died because Peter didn't do something. Exactly. Go watch Spider-Man. The Tobey Maguire one and then all the ones with Tom Holland. Forget about Garfield. Yeah, that was really bad. This is a, the nerdiest one of these. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is. So it is, those are some examples of what they have there and everything like this. So now, I guess we want to talk about a little bit, are these laws effective? 
And actually, the results, they kind of vary. I looked at this study. The RAND Corporation is this think tank that examines gun policies and impacts. I use them. They're, they're, they get them rated across the board as least biased. I will say that they have them tilted. If you look on the spectrum, it might be a millimeter to the left a little bit, but it's not. It's pretty much down the line. Everyone, every everything is Everything is biased. So oh, even if it's just a little bit, yeah, everything. But they're but they're listed about as least biased as a matter because they don't use things like you know uh, you know different kinds of language and wording and men to like manipulate a person's thought or anything right. like that. They it's it's really they try to present just here's the studies that we found and here are the facts and here are the findings that we found. And it was a study that they did last year. Um, they ended, they actually what they did is they analyzed seven independent studies of examining the effectiveness of these laws on crime. Now. The one thing that you're going to find is that they're like, and it is true, the laws will have a moderate connection to increased homicide rates, and those laws likely will increase those rates. Now, this doesn't mean that people are just getting randomly murdered. A homicide is actually any death that's caused by another person. It's not necessarily a homicide. It gets confusing for people because you see homicide on the street, and they use it all the time in these crime TV shows. It, it, it's, it's Homicides are not necessarily murder. They're not necessarily a crime. Yeah, vehicular homicide is like, oh, man, I accidentally ran this person over with a car. I'm not a murderer, but I but I did commit homicide. You, you committed a homicide, but you didn't commit a crime. Right. It's possible to do that. So that's why I want to note that that's what that study's going to find. So I like, probably committed a crime by, oh, no, because like maybe he jumped in front of the car. Yeah. Never mind, never mind. It's, it's like, but, but basically what it's going to say, like, if you have these stand-your-ground laws, yes, the number of homicides are going to go up because more people are going to wind up, you know, shooting you know somebody, and that's going to count as a homicide. Although they did find that in, in, in Texas that the number of justifiable homicides jumped like by 50 percent which means more people are breaking into homes in texas which is stupid because you're gonna get shot right unless it's austin where there's a little more of a liberal uh slant well yeah i mean you find that but i mean come on texas is one place well you know speaking of texas the one thing where that law came into play was when that guy pulled that gun at a church and was dropped within seconds yeah don't do that. Well, I mean, people, but but people were just like, "Oh my word!" People are carrying guns in church, and like, yeah, that's why. Yeah, I, I'm not going to talk about the safest church in New York. I go to it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's funny. We did have a discussion a little bit about the safety protocol a couple of weeks ago, and everything like that. It was like the people in the back. If you see somebody coming in, it looks like they're going to be a threat. Throw a him at him, no at him. <laughs> At least it'll, uh, if you miss, it'll hit the wall, make a noise. Everybody will look. Well, it's to cause the distraction and to throw him off, yeah. the, the attacker off. But uh, put it put it this way. If I thought we'd want to give away our tactical ideas here. No, but it's not. Well, I mean, that, that's actually a commonly known thing is, you know, you create a distraction to get somebody. That's what happened to Texas. Somebody threw a hymnal, and that was what got people's attention. I will tell you this right now at my church. Whoever is going to be an intruder in that church, you're going to be very leaky at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> very leaky at the end of it. So don't do that. But anyways, they did actually say that it determined there was inconclusive evidence that these laws have an effect on other types of violent crime. So basically it's like it's 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 not 
they can't say for sure if these laws are affecting any rates as far as home break-ins, burglaries, attempted burglaries, that type of thing. Generally, what we're seeing across the board is that a lot of like property crimes have been going up as, you know, we're battling, you know, an opioid epidemic and, you know, prescription drugs and everything like that. And just, you know, increased poverty and stuff like that. And of course, the drug war, you know, but there's a lot more property crimes, you know, going up. But so but they haven't been able to determine, you know, so obviously. It, it, it's it's really hard to determine whether or not these laws actually have an effect on crime. But really, the bottom line is, is that I don't care <laughs> because you have a right to defend yourself. I do want to talk a little bit, though, about one concern that I have with stand your ground laws. This is George. This is Florida. No roof. <laughs> oh, that was Florida. That was Florida. In 2012, you guys remember this, because this actually sparked the whole Black Lives Matter movement, was when Trayvon Martin, who is a black teenager, he attacked a guy named George Zimmerman, had a ground, pounded his head in. Zimmerman shot him, killed him. But this was the problem that I had with it, because this Zimmerman was cleared, is that the thing was is that Trayvon Martin wasn't the aggressor initially in that confrontation. What had happened was Zimmerman was just this out of control, basically power hungry. He, he was the head of a neighborhood watch or a member of the neighborhood watch and one of those guys. And look at, I've seen the problems with neighborhood watches because sometimes people do get involved with them and they think that they're the cops and that they're the law. And that's what he thought. Oh uh, yeah. And so like he was being suspicious. This is basically this kid was walking and guilty while walking while black, you know? And so now, yeah, Trayvon, he, yeah, Trayvon Martin wasn't. Yeah, good. He good. he antagonized him because he's like he was following him around, and the the kid was doing nothing. The kid made the mistake by turning around and attacking him. Okay, that's where I could understand by the by the letter of the law, George Zimmerman was not guilty, but he was guilty of being a jackass. It's sort of. Could it be played as harassment? It was in a gated community. Yeah. And so that's the whole no roof thing. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So you could, you know, that's so, uh, you oh, know. Oh, but that's not his dwelling. Zimmerman legally lives in a house. Yeah, but you can also defend yourself outside of the home in Florida. That's true. You, the hmm. stand your ground law in Florida it applies anywhere. Basically, what this was was, uh, you, you know what, and, and, and this I understand about the Black Lives Matter movement starting because of this, because this was a kid. Who went? Who who had a can of iced tea in a hoodie, and it was was it a twisted tea? Because that's a weapon now. Oh yeah, that, actually, it was Arizona iced tea. <laughs> nah, it's safe. They're not even a dollar anymore. Some places raise. They're the not price a dollar anymore. Some places still have them as a dollar. Some places have raised the price though. That we need to riot. Yeah, they've been a dollar since I was like twelve. I think for the most part they are, but there are, I've seen places where they're not. We need to go boycott those places. Absolutely. So anyway, so I'm, I'm I wanted to. Just make note of that particular case uh, because I do understand where that becomes problematic. And, you know, like with any issue, there's always it's why it's really hard to discuss things online, you know, like this, because there's a lot of nuances to a lot of issues and stuff like that. You can't really cover in a social media debate and stuff like that. And this is one of those nuances where I'm like, OK, you've got a legitimate concern that you could poke in the hole in this law, but maybe they have to figure out a way to. You know, he, he, he Zimmerman didn't commit a crime, except he just antagonized the situation. He was harassing. I I think so. He but. did commit harassment. There's no there's no castle law about harassment. No, 
Yeah, like he's, I mean, his argument was that this kid doesn't live around here, so what's he doing around here? But maybe he has time, a friend in the neighborhood. It's not your business. Yeah, yeah, he was guilty of harassment anyway. I mean, if he didn't appear to be a threat to you, he—I mean, that's the whole thing. The kid wasn't—he he wasn't a threat to him. How old was he? Was he nineteen? Yeah. Okay. Well, he, he, you know what? He made the mistake, though. I mean, he was walking away and stuff like that, and he finally he lost his cool and turned around and snapped on the guy. Yeah. You know what, though? If I was being followed around by a guy and I was doing nothing, I, I turned around. Yeah. And I, 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 don't, I don't even like seeing the same car behind me for more than 20 minutes. No, I don't either. I feel like they're following me. So it's just like, it's you know. Even on the thruway, I'm like, what the hell, man? Take an exit. I know. Take an exit. Go off. I know. Please. <laughs> or just pass me. Go 80. <laughs> so, you know, I just, you know, I so, I mean, I do get that, and I think that, you know, those are the type, but you know what the thing is, is that those cases like that are so, it's one of those things that people will point to one flaw and one bad application of the law and like they want to throw out the whole thing because mm. of it. And it's like, well, yeah, but they've had these laws on the books for how many years now? And that's the one incident that you see, you know, bad incident, you know. He, Trayvon Martin was a kid who got shot that didn't need to be. Yeah. Because he should have never been in that situation. But, so I get that. Um. But a lot of people will use these arguments about not being, you know, being disarmed, waiting for the police and everything. That That's why they arrive and everything like, you know, that's why they're there for. Um, I'm going to say hogwash. 2020, 2017 federal study, the average response to a police call nationwide was about 10 minutes. The average response to an active shooter situation was longer at 18 minutes. And so obviously this wants the everybody wants to talk about when school shootings about banning guns and everything like that. And people shouldn't, you know, guard you should have armed guards at schools. The average duration of a school shooting is about 12 and a half minutes. So you've got about a five and a half, six minute window between an active shooter and when a cop arrives. Okay. In that amount of time, you can kill a lot of people. If police response is any longer than a split second, it's too long. It is. Pe- period. And you know, and but but I'm also looking into the fact that like, you know, if somebody comes, you know, kicks down the door of my home, I don't I don't have a gun in the house. It was, but it's a personal choice. Other issues. I may change that at some point, but we just had decided a long time ago for family reasons that we weren't going to have a gun in the house. A baseball bat, though. But the thing is, is if an intruder breaks into my house, there's going to be two things that happen. One, I'm going after the intruder to try to neutralize the threat while my wife calls the police. It's not going to be like, you know, we're going to call the police, but I'm not going to wait for them to get there. Okay, I live in Northville, okay? At any given time in Fulton County, we we have a part-time cop who— rolls through town but mostly just gives out speeding tickets if that you know i mean on bridge street by the school yeah it's you know but (laughs) you know you know but the thing is is that like you know i call you know we call the cops but if they if there's if the northville cop is not on duty they have to dispatch the nearest police vehicle well if it's a fulton county sheriff's deputy vehicle we have a large rural county and there's usually only about two or three road patrol deputies on i i don't want to i i it's like actually it might be three or four on, on any given shift at anywhere in the county. So, you know, Northville, it takes about 20 minutes to get to anywhere to anything from yeah, there. Yeah, even the, the closest trooper barracks is 15 minutes. It's 15 minutes away. Yeah, and it's just a trooper barracks with... I've only seen three cars there. No, and it's actually there. It's that the one that's here, right outside your house, or uh, down the road from your house. Yep. There, it's um. It used to be an actual barracks, but now it's more like a substation, and everything's yeah. even like consolidated and dispatched out of Fonda. Yeah, yeah. which is t- to the south of us. For those who don't live around here, right? Yeah. Um. But anyway, so I mean, but anyway, so I mean, you don't have, you know, what am I supposed to do for ten minutes? 
you know, I mean, I, I mean, I've got lots of doors in my house, sure, but I'm not going to save myself and leave everybody else. It's not every man for himself. Yeah, it's, and most household doors aren't really going to do much. Like depending on what an intruder is armed with. Well, and I mean, the, just the configuration of the of the house. I mean, we're all upstairs. There's only one way up and down there. So yeah. if it, we've only got one way out and down the stairs. And so what I'm saying is, you can't. You know, it's it's ridiculous to even expect people to just wait on the police and lock their doors and hide and everything like that because they're not going to get there in time. So I like this example, you know, from the Libertarians, and this is right from its website when they're talking about self defense and all that stuff, and. This is a quote. It's like, imagine a small person walking home after a late shift at work. Imagine that person is attacked by someone twice their size. The victim fights back but is unable to defend themselves against a much larger attacker. Now imagine if the victim was armed. With the help of a gun, the victim has a chance at self-defense against the much larger attacker. See, the thing is, is that the position here is not only that victims have the right to defend themselves. They have a right to defend themselves successfully. Yes. The idea here is to remove the threat. Okay, and this whole idea that the people have a right to be safe and right to own property, because remember, this is all we this is all we've heard in the covid thing is that everybody has a right to be safe. Everybody needs to be protected. Everybody needs to be, you know, safe from the harm of disease, anything like that. So safety is the big thing. You know, when they talk about when there's a terrorist attackers, you know, it's all for good safety. So everybody talks about safety and everything like that. And they talk about, you know, people having the right to own property, but they can't, you know, the notion that they shouldn't be able to defend them by any means necessary is just absolutely absurd. Okay, so now I want to go into like, you know what, and especially what you look at is that a lot of random, violent sexual assaults that happen. This is the um, jogger on a college college campus at two in the morning who gets attacked by somebody in the woods, raped, and you know all that you know awful stuff here. Okay, the aggressor though in this case is often a larger man against a much smaller woman. Now this is going to piss off a lot of people who don't believe in gender and blah 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 blah. But the fact of the matter is, in general. Men are bigger, stronger, and faster than women. Yeah, and honestly, that that doesn't even matter because if someone's, it doesn't matter what your gender is. If someone's bigger, stronger, and faster than you, you're at a disadvantage. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it really, it really doesn't matter. But I'm saying in this in this case, you're looking. This is what mostly happens. It's a big dude attacking a small woman. Okay, in, in a libertarian scenario, a woman ought to be able to defend herself using any means necessary including lethal force, which is acceptable because it's the only way she could successfully defend herself. Okay, because the thing is, is that the I, I was reading about this, and there's arguments that the self-defense should be proportional to the amount of the attack that's on you. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's, you know, in, in the rape scenario, she would have to have been unarmed if her attacker didn't have a weapon because now you're, you're if he's coming at you with hands, you got to come back at him with hands. Yeah, that argument that that can't hold water. It doesn't because again, do you want to expect a 110 pound woman to fend off a 250 pound attacker using only her hands and feet? That's not that, that that's never going to happen. It's not feasible. Okay, and 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 or I mean, with with proper training, probably. Well, but yeah. also, but if she's jogging, she's not going to be carrying a pistol. No. So there's that. There, there's there's that. I mean, I'm sure that there are ways that you can carry a pistol and go jogging, but not in New York State. N not easily. Not easily. Yeah. But what? I, but I, or even if she had like one of those uh, Zappo guns that are like 100 percent lethal if you hit them in the right place, you know, taser. Yeah, yeah. You know, something that you could you could actually carry. You know what? I'm sorry. I I, I mean, I 
I think that those self-defense classes and stuff like that, they do work and stuff like that. Look at it really hurts to kick a guy in the balls, but that's only going to neutralize him for a second. Okay. He's going to be sore, but he's still going to be able to run after. Yo, I have a dog. I get hit in the balls every day. Yeah. I mean, I'm used to it, <laughs> but, but I'm, what I'm saying, it's, it's like, that's, that's just absolutely ridiculous that you could actually t- sit there and tell me with a straight face that she shouldn't have the right to kill him. Because the thing is, it's the only way that she could properly defend herself because she can't escape. She can't beat him up. She can't do, you know, so, so what are they supposed to do? You know, you're, 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 you're creating a mentality and a society of victims, which is the exact opposite of what is supposed to be happening here. It's, you know, and so I don't want, you know, you just don't take my word from it. So, you know, the, the libertarians argue that this is a key reason of the second amendment. And I really do believe that it is because it gives the right to self-defense in addition with the militia. But anyways, the militia, I do believe, though, counts when it says that you can have any other, you know, complying group or, you know, basically, if there's a threat in your town, you can gather up a bunch of people in your town, organize and sort of sounds like a gang. Well, I'm talking about something like really legitimate. Sounds like a gang. It could be. It could be. But see, the whole idea is, and people don't people people fail to really recognize this, is that the whole idea behind the stuff and the and the well organized militia was to do, avoid the st- creation of a standing army in peacetime, because standing armies in peacetime often wind up becoming standing armies for the country, and then you don't want that. But anyways, so I want to quote Thomas Paine, and mostly because I love the words that he puts into this, and that's the supposed quietude of a good man allures the ruffian. So the, the bad guys want to get, I just love the word ruffian. Yeah. While on the other hand, arms like laws discourage and keep the invader and plunderer in awe and preserve order in the world as property. So it's basically, he's basically saying, if the guy knows you haven't not have a gun, he'll come after you. If he knows you have a gun, might think twice. You're more safe in your own home. The same balance would be preserved were all the world destitute of arms for all would be alike. But since some will not, and others dare not lay them aside. So basically, it's like, okay, in an ideal world, nobody would have guns and everybody would be fine. But that's the reality is that's not going to happen. So if some will not, you cannot lay, expect others to lay them aside. Pretty self-explanatory. Horrid mischief would ensue were the law abiding, a law abiding deprived of the use of them. Basically, it's just sort of saying what we said all along. Thomas Jefferson, who did not write the Constitution, but is considered a founding father and a leading you know, he wrote the Declaration of Independence, so he understands freedom. And it says, laws that forbid the carrying of arms disarm only those who are neither inclined nor determined to commit crimes. Such laws make things worse for the assaulted and better for the assailants. They rather they serve rather to encourage rather than prevent homicides, for an unarmed man may be attacked with greater confidence than an armed man. Again, that's if I'm picking my victims. I'm not. I'm. I'm picking the victim who is going to be able to least defend themselves. Yeah, okay. that's that's just that's just animal instinct one oh one. It is like you pick off the weak, sick, old things to get an easy meal. And look who the, who look who the victims of a lot of those kind of crimes are. Even when it comes time to those like fraud phone scams, I always sit there and wonder who falls for those things. Old people. Old people. You know why they're vulnerable. Okay. Yep. You know, like, should- they've never once gotten me with my car's extended warranty expiring. My car's—I ex- drive a 2004 van. 
Yeah, that, that thing's extended warranty has been gone for a while. Yeah, for a long time. <laughs> you know, but 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 see, but I'm I'm just saying like the reason why even like those scams that are not violent or anything like that, who they prey upon those those payday lender loans and everything like that. It, they you you see or like these, you know, cricket phone plans that you see advertised on TV that wind up being a ripoff for these rent to own places or anything like that. Who do they prey on? They prey is, on. Is poor... cricket a ripoff? I don't think it really is, but it's hmm. really. But the, designed for i you know leave cricket alone because that's yeah. not I, I know a few people that use it and they've never complained well it's spectrum is a ripoff though oh is it oh yeah my wife loves it <sighs> but anyway so but you see like if you watch like and anybody who's been on quarantine and everything like that actually has probably seen daytime tv look at the ads in there about the predatory loans and everything like that you know why because poorer less educated or older more vulnerable people are the ones who are watching those programs and they're more likely to fall for that scam mm-hmm. and so but see, that goes to that whole nature of the bigger and stronger will often use that being bigger and stronger to prey upon the weak and vulnerable. And that's what he's saying here is that you cannot, you know, you know, you you disarm these people, you make them weaker, and it's going to prevent, you know, gun laws don't stop g- criminals from carrying guns and shooting people. You know, James Monroe, principal, you know, you know, president of founder, the right of self defense never ceases. It is the most among the most sacred and alike necessary to nations. And to individuals, okay. So it's it's sort of like a bedrock thing. You can't enjoy these freedoms. You can't enjoy personal liberty. You can't enjoy everything that we're supposed to have if you put yourself. In, you know, we are not supposed to be a nation of weaklings. Okay, it's it's that's why I consider this right to self defense to being a bedrock principle for libertarians, even though the party generally advocates for nonviolence in most situations. You know, we're very anti-war. We're very you know. You, you know, anti-drug war, we're anti, you know, a heavy-handed police, you know, enforcement, you know, we're very much, but we, we that changes when it comes time to defend yourself. And I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry, not sorry, but I, I, I'm going, I'm going to, if somebody breaks into my house, I'm, and it's threatening me and my wife and my kids who are there, I'm going to take him out. And I'm not going to think twice about it. And you don't have a right to tell me that I can't do that because I have a right to protect myself and my family from harm. I don't know. I mean, we've repeated this over and over again, but I just sometimes it really needs to be hammered home for people when they sit there and say, well, why do you need something like that? Well, if a guy comes into my house and he illegally has an AR-15, okay, my baseball bat isn't going to be much effect against him. Okay. So. That's why, you know, and waiting for the police is not going to necessarily be an option at that point. I I just, it really drives me nuts when people say, you know, I mean, this is something that self-defense, it protects the individual and it makes them freer to go about their daily lives with a lower risk of being harmed. Here's the thing. You should feel free. You know, you, we talked about when you lived in Albany. I mean, I've lived in Syracuse and really, you know, some bad areas too and stuff like that. And, you know, I really hated the fact that I just was like, eh, I probably shouldn't go there because it's nine o'clock at night and yeah, you know, and then I don't really want to even get in my car and go somewhere else oh, because yeah. anytime I walked down the street to Bomber's Burrito Bar to pick up our food for the night, I was on edge, ready ready to defend myself. The whole and it's just Lark Street. It's not even yeah. that bad, but it's bad at night. It is, and and the thing is, is that people should. But you know, and the thing is, is that I also think that the uh, the people who live in those and let's face it, the people who live in those communities are poorer, and. In urban areas, they're mostly people of color, black, Hispanic, or whatever. 
Um, you see it a lot though in the white, you know, in, in whiter rural, rural areas, like in some of the trailer parks and even some of these burned out, you know, cities, small cities and stuff like that. The small cities are not immune to the, the poverty and crime. It's just on a much lower scale. Um, but the thing is, is that if it, they also live, tend to live in these cities that often have the strictest gun control measures because they're trying to keep the guns off the street, but all they're doing is disarming the people, the the, the regular law-abiding citizens who do live in those neighborhoods, and there are plenty, most of them are, Yeah. okay? They're just in poverty. But the thing is, is that why shouldn't they have the right to defend themselves if some of the thugs that are in their neighborhood or the trailer trash that lives around the corner, you know, in one of these upstate you know, upstate small cities or whatever, these old mill towns or whatever, you know, why do you want to take away that freedom for their right to defend themselves? That makes their whole community better when they feel safer. People are coming outside their door. I mean, you know what the, the problem is in a lot of these communities? Nobody goes outside their door because they don't feel safe, but they don't know anybody because they automatically assume everybody is the worst who lives next door. And I find that you know what? I mean, and I've lived in not in like major, major cities or anything like that, but I've lived in populated areas and a community that we lived in, you know, where the neighbors knew each other and we were allowed to go outside and everything like that, even though it was a poor neighborhood at the time. This was in Buffalo. It was still a relatively nice neighborhood to live in. And, you know, I it's just, you know, so but but the thing is, is that it wasn't immune to crime. So why shouldn't somebody have the right in that the community to be able to defend themselves against somebody who is going to kill them if they can? Okay, so, and, and let's also face this, in a lot of these incidents, one of the complaints that you hear a lot about inner city law enforcement is the response time by the police. Because, you know, I mean, I watched this great, it was a 2016 documentary that Netflix did before I canceled Netflix, um, uh, did called Flint Town. And you've got the, the, the police departments in some of these cities that have been like, you know, nailed by you know, loss of employment, increasing crime and drugs and everything like that. Everything, the, the police departments have been slashed to bits because they can't, you know, and, and some of these people, they're basically, their entire shifts at night are responding to calls. And sometimes it's like, yeah, I called you three days ago about a break-in at my house. And I'm like, yeah, well, we have to prioritize, you know, which ones, you know, and I mean, I'm sorry, but if you've got somebody getting shot outside somewhere, you know, a guy getting his bike stolen is not going to be a high priority. But you know what? It should be a priority. You should, you know, so, but I'm just saying these people who live in these communities and, you know, they 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 have the strict gun laws or, you know, the weakest self-defense laws and stuff like that. The sitting ducks and it just perpetuates that it, it just perpetuates that cycle. So it also enhances this libertarian, you know, and actually what we're what, what, what we're actually arguing and libertarians are actually arguing here is that gun laws and measures limiting levels of self-defense are immoral. Okay, because you are you are you are willingly putting people in harm's way, and that's the problem that we have with gun control. And this is what we talked about. Uh, you know, it enhances the libertarian view on gun control, which is basically all gun laws are on unconstitutional. Now, on the surface, I agree one hundred percent, and I know that you do too, Jeff. Um, We've did, but we've discussed. We talked about the practical applications of unrestricted gun ownership. We've talked about it. We understand that you know, with the way that our society is and everything like that, that's not necessarily the case. Um, 
you know, I, I just, you know, there are people that I just, you know, felons. I, I mean, we've talked about this, you know, perhaps, you know, people who have the history of mental illness and, you know, treatment in and out of facilities or, you know, bad drug addictions and stuff. you know, other, you know, if you've got a history of domestic violence and beating your wife and kids, you probably shouldn't have, you know, unless you demonstrate that you, you know, are not a threat to anybody. You know, I understand that, but, and, but for 99.99999% of the people in the United States of America, they should just absolutely have any gun or any type of weapon that they want on their property if they can afford it. And yes, that includes bazookas. Yes, that includes RPGs. Yes, if you can afford a fighter jet, you ought to be able to park one on your lawn if you want to. Because you know what? Homeowners associations are also ridiculously unconstitutional, and we'll talk about that in a future episode. I actually would amend my thoughts on tactical nukes, like recreational tactical nukes, mm -hmm. because of the inherent danger in the mishandling of, of nuclear material. That even the government can't even properly. Exactly. I, I, I don't think um, uh, that, that there's there's probably, a, I know it's an, a ridiculous thing anyway, because minus Elon Musk, what private citizen could possibly do that? But I, that's part of the Constitution that needs to be amended so that Elon Musk can run for president. I think we've said that like 30 times. He's I fantastic. Can't. I would vote but for like, him in heartbeat. Where, where, where would I like store my nuclear material? Well, you know, that's the whole problem. And then you have, you know, and the and then the other thing is that I've talked about. And the reason like there, why there are precautions involved. If, if someone can follow all precautions for nuclear material in general. But then, OK. But see, that that doesn't violate any libertarian view because you're actually it's a law that protects a community from general harm because even if your nuclear material is not properly stored and is leaking, you still have a potential radiation exposure or whatever yeah, to if you have your like, neighborhood. If you have what, like a, a hundred smoke detectors in one room, there's actually a is it tritium? No, I don't remember what it is. There's a there's a, a radioactive material in most smoke detectors that if you get enough of them together, there's actually a ton of radiation that can make you ill. Yeah, and that's what I – so, I mean, there you're looking at – but the reason – so there you're looking at actually something that protects, you know, the community. And you – like if I had a recreational tactical nuclear warhead and I just let it, like, leak material all over the place and stuff like that, I'm violating the non-aggression well, yeah, like they, they, they don't last forever. Like they, no. have, they have to be decommissioned all the time. They, they, they do. Um, but here's the thing. Oh, and it's Americum 214. That's what it is. Americum 214. American <laughs> smoke detectors can kill. Of course, <laughs> anything can kill. But you know, I, I mean, I often use that as an as like the most extreme you know example of you know where I feel on gun rights. And but here's the thing, and that this is also I've talked about this before. You know, the argument that I could throw out about the military grade or anything like that. There's a lot of weapons that the military has that I couldn't get even if I could afford them because they're built on a contract basis. Okay, they're 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 built to spec. Okay, so like I can't, you know, if if, if the Waterville Arsenal, for instance, they do a lot with um with artillery rounds and shells and stuff like that, and they a lot a lot of you know armaments production that they do there. Okay, I we used to get releases from them all the time when I was in at, at the Saratoga and when I was at Channel Six. Um, you know about some like the new contracts and stuff like that. They you know they're a, they're like a private public entity that's there that they're cut but there's the one of those government subcontractors and you know but i can't go in like when they say hey there's a new product that we're using out in the field you know these the new casings on these artillery shells or whatever i can't just call them up and say hey can i get a hundred of those too they're not made for the general public those are made so basically my whole argument to the whole well should you have you know you should have all those big things that the military has 
Well, yeah. If, if Lockheed sells them to you. If Lockheed sells them to me, yeah, but here's I've, the I've got friends at Global Dynamics, or General Dynamics, Dynamics. Global Dynamics. That's from a sci-fi show. I could probably figure something out. But but what I'm saying is, is that, yeah, you should you should be able to legally own it, but they might they probably will not be able to get it. So I'm just thinking, okay, that's that's like a ridiculous argument because it's, it's never going to happen because they can't just do that, okay? It's, Fast forward 10 years, America's gone because everybody got tactical nukes. So, some jerk in a garage figured out how to do it. <laughs> yeah, so much for mutually assured destruction. They wanted to test that out, I'm sure. But you know, I, I just, I just, you know, we 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 have talked about the practicality of of owning guns and and access to guns in the, in our society and stuff like that. And we do understand that there are people, but even constitutionally, there there are group of, groups of people who are already restricted from they are they lose that right anyway. So it's not. You know, anyway, so I, I'm just basically saying, but, you know, I understand that practicality, but in theory, yes, you should be able, a person should be able to own anything that the military can get. And I, I support that 100%. Um, now, I also want to talk about the self-defense stuff. It also enhances your personal property rights because here's the, here, he, this is what I, I feel, and this is what libertarians feel, and you do too, is that a person in the privacy of their own home or on their property has a right to conduct themselves in any way that they want, as long as it doesn't harm someone else or their property. So we've talked about this. You know, I, if I want to lather myself in peanut butter and bark at the moon in my living room at night, that's none of your business. Okay. <laughs> I, I, Is that a reference to something? I, it was like a play on something from the, uh, what was it? <laughs> Shoot. I, love, I don't care. I love it. It's it was, awesome. it was, I can't remember the movie. Hoosiers. I can't remember. I couldn't remember the name of the, it. It was the basketball, basketball movie. movie? Yeah. Oh. But it was a great because it was like a, <laughs> somebody does that. But, you know, but it's like somebody does it in his house. I don't have to do anything about it. It's none of my business. But if he does it in my backyard, I kind of have to deal with it. You Did know? someone in Hoosiers do that? No. Oh, okay. It was just the that's exam- a solid cosplay idea. It is. But it's, it's the, it really is. But it's, it's, <laughs> you uh, go to Comic Con as the guy from Hoosiers, just cover yourself in peanut, peanut butter. butter. <laughs> well, it, 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 well, I, you know, but I, I love the example though, because it was just like, I mean, it's very extreme, of course, but the example's great because it's just like, yeah, you know, but the th- that's the whole thing about like the defensive, you know, if, and and this is the thing is that I'm not saying that this would happen anywhere, but well, no, it would happen in a few places. But like, if you're a gay married couple in your house, but you're living in a community that's pretty hostile to that, you have the right to defend yourself if the community decides we don't want you here and sends people over to try to break in your home and kick you out. You have you you can defend yourself. I don't necessarily think that some, I mean, I don't want to ever say that that would never happen here, but it has happened here in this country's history. All you have to do is look at the history of the Mormons. Okay. I mean, they're, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to comment on anything about the Mormon faith or anything like that. I believe in freedom of religion and everything like that. And there are things that the Mormons have done over the years that I have found very questionable and actually downright immoral and illegal, you know, with the, underage girls and the marrying them off and that's all that stuff but that's i mean uh, whatever okay but those are extremists <laughs> but what i'm saying is is that that's a perfect thing because actually in, in a large part the mormons just kind of wanted to live off on their own and practice their own religion because you know what in general if you know hiram ebenezer whatever has 39 wives but is on his own property or his own you know, and there's uh, no other laws being broken. I mean, who cares? But they were victims of that because people didn't like the Mormons. And their very founder, Joseph Smith, was under house arrest and got shot and killed in his house. You know, I've never met an impolite Mormon. No. 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 It's interesting. Never have. 
But I just, you know, but I'm just saying that there's a, there's a historical example of what happens. I mean, you saw it all the time with the, you know, the KKK and the lynch mobs, you know, trying to discourage black voting by going into their homes and even killing black men and preventing them from voting and stuff like this. I mean, people have the right to defend themselves in their home. Um, and, and the thing is, is that the reason why they have the right to do that is because people have the right to live in peace in their own home and they should have the means to do it. And that's why I'm bringing up these examples because it's like there have been legitimate examples of American history of where that could go wrong if people cannot defend themselves and it could go wrong very, very quickly. Now, here is, and I'm going to close with this because we like that. We like to go with the, uh, don't be a dick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's, 2020, 2024 don't be a dick but don't be a dick okay and this is gets into the earlier part of the uh platform that they have earlier about a person has the right on their own property to determine basically if they want guns on their property or not this works in reverse okay you can't i have some friends who are very anti-gun and it would be a total dick move for me even if i was legally carrying to go into their house with a gun because they don't want a gun in their house. They don't want, you know, they, they, I don't, you know, they may be anti-gun. Mm-hmm. One friend of mine, when I was talking about, you know, you know, thinking about getting my concealed carry permit was just like a guess that I would do that. We were still friends, but he was just a guest. So like, I wouldn't go into his house with a gun. And because the thing is, is that that right of what you want to do on your property does work both ways. Sure. I, I, you know, my house, my rules type of a thing. You know, I mean, I can't just walk in your house and just do whatever I want. You know what I mean? You have rules and you have expectations of guests. In your, I have the same thing in my house. You know what I mean? And so, at the, so that this is what I'm cautioning. You know, and I'm also trying to let people know is that. If libertarians are not going to be a dick about it, yes, they believe that people, you know, should be able to carry any gun that they want openly at any time. Sure. But that doesn't necessarily mean that right goes into your house. As far as I'm concerned, your rights on your property. And it's from the libertarian principle, too, is that your rights on your property, in you know, apply in reverse. Mm-hmm. You're not because the thing is, if they tell me not to carry a gun in their house or, or on their property, I'm not inf- they're not infringing on my constitutional rights. It's their house. Yeah. This is kind of t- it can tie to the the whole Christian cake baker thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's not their decision to be gay, but it was their decision to go there to cause trouble. Yeah. To, to get them to customize a, a cake for a gay wedding. Now, if I walk into uh, to a bakery and I'm going to be like, hey, um, it's my Glock 19's 25th birthday. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> If they're super anti-firearm, they don't have to do that. No. Um, I'm not going to celebrate my Glock 19's 25th birthday. I'm actually not sure how old it is. My dad would know. But um, it's uh, but if, if I walk in and uh, I'm carrying a pistol, not that they would see it, but like, but they do for some reason. It's always concealed. They don't have to serve me if I'm carrying a pistol. They don't have to serve cops if they don't want to. Being a cop's a choice. Yeah. It's... Like, I, I believe you, you know what the, the crazy the it's cra- it's really poor form, <laughs> but the, they can the, do that. The crazy thing is, and I, I'll probably talk about it when we start talking about economics and business and freedom and stuff like that. But I can talk about it now because it actually applies there too. Is that I actually think anti discrimination applause don't apply to businesses. I actually think at the very heart of it, businesses should be allowed to discriminate because here's the thing: the uh, community and the market will decide. If a business like that is welcome in their town 
or it, you know is, is viable because I, I'm just going to give an example because I don't know any business that is openly like this. Okay, but I know that if I were in a town, even in my town, and there was a diner, and they just refused to allow admittance to black people. Oh, that wouldn't last long at all. It's North Hill. It's sort of country bumpkin, but it's it. Well, but what I'm saying, but it's not like. But what I'm saying is, is that people would now there are there would be people who will obviously be like, yeah, they have their, you know, I would believe that that per, that person has the right to do that because it's on their property. If they own the business, they can decide who comes and who doesn't. But here's the thing. I will never patronize a business like that. I, I, I really wouldn't. I would never patronize a business like that. And I can tell you that a lot of people in the community would be so disgusted by something like I that. I would patronize them, but I wouldn't patronize them. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, a lot of people in the community, I know, just because I know my community, we'd find something like that so deplorable. There's that word. There it is. The the proper use of that word. Yeah, it's actually correct. uh, Good job, Hillary. There you go. You know, the the deplorable policy by that person, nobody would frequent that business, and they would be closed up shop. And guess what? The market took care of that discrimination. It wasn't a law that took care of it. The market did it better than any law ever Mm -hmm. would. Okay? So... You know, I I'm going to talk about that when we get into that economics and stuff like that. But I do think that also applies, like for the gun argument and the self defense argument and everything like that. Is that you? You know, in my house, I don't really give a crap what you're carrying. You know what I mean? We've had a yeah. Thanksgiving here with uh, with an old friend. Like we just took out all of our guns. We're like, here's what we got. What are we playing with today? We <laughs> we didn't go we didn't go out shooting that day. But we're like, this is what I brought today. Look at this one. Look at this one. You know, and that's yeah. you know, it's perfectly fine. I mean, as yeah. a matter as a matter of fact, but if, if someone new is over or like if I have a new client at the studio and they're going to be like going to the bathroom in my house or something like that, like all my guns are locked up. Yeah, like I don't trust that. No, you're not. I mean, I know that even you know, like my you know, like my father-in-law will, you know, he's he you know he brought he's brought he carries. And he's brought out his gun. I mean, he empties, you know, the, the chamber and he takes the clip out and everything like that. It's all empty. And, he, you know, even like letting the grandkids hold it and stuff like that. But he, he would, I wouldn't even do that. <laughs> eh, I didn't have a problem with it. They couldn't do anything with it if they, unless they hit you with it. That was. You ever been hit with a pistol? No, I don't want to get hit with yeah. a pistol. Me no. neither. I'm just well, assuming I mean, it hurts but horribly. But it's more of just like the kids were just, you know, they'll learn. But, you know, he would never do that for a kid. If he knew that their parents would knowingly would be very very uncomfortable right. with that, they would yeah. they would really be you know very I, and just because I know him you know and I know that that's you know that's he wouldn't do something like that even though it's in his own home because that's even showing some respect and restraint for the people around you too because you also really should try even though I do believe you have a right to be a dick on your own property you should really try not to be. Or else nobody will ever want to come to your property. Right, and that's how that kind of feeds into the anti-discrimination stuff. I kind of feel like there should be some anti-discrimination laws. I, I I do believe that they're practical and necessary, but I'm just saying if you really strip it down to the heart of it, though. Well, I mean, uh, this my my uh, thought on this came from the movie Remember the Titans. Okay. So, uh, Sunshine, I don't remember what his real name is, comes from California. He joins a team. I believe they bring him up as a... I think he's I think he's a quarterback. I think they use him as yeah. a quarterback. Um and he and a bunch of the guys on the team want to go eat in this restaurant and they're like no, we're not serving you. And it's not because of the black kids that's with him, it's cuz he's gay and like clearly clearly like flower child gay, sure. flamboyant whatever. And so l- let's say I go to a um I go to a, a restaurant somewhere where that's primarily a black community mm-hmm. and they don't serve me because I'm white. I don't live there. Right. And maybe it's the normal thing there. We're like, yeah, we don't really 
like maybe the Black Lives Matter stuff got like super out of hand and like they just hate white people in this particular town. That is discrimination against me and it's accepted in that community. So I feel like those laws probably I, have a place. I I I do too in in practical application. I really I really do. I think the market would take care of it anyway in most cases. I I I believe it would do it a lot more than people realize that they would because I also want to note that at any one time, I mean, actually, I know that there are some black people who live in Northville, but like if I see them like once or twice a month walking around town, that's a lot. So it's like, I mean, well, right now you don't see anybody no, out and about. Well, no, but, but what I'm, you don't see anybody. But what I'm saying is, is that like in my community, if a business, you know, in my, my community is 99.9% white, okay? And the vast majority of them, there are a lot more liberals though in Northville than you really think, realize, but, but it's a lot of the lake artsy type of earthy people that live up there but that's okay i love them um anyway but what i'm just saying is a largely conservative republican white community that's up there and if a business i know that community if a business had that kind of a practice that were there were that they were like no black people no hispanics no anybody except only white people can eat here that place would be out of business in weeks oh yeah could you imagine if i was like oh you're black no you're not recording in my studio no, no, wouldn't do that. Well, because here, here, here's the other thing is that like, I'm not going to want to go there. But and you know what? At the, at, if you really look at the face of it, though, who would want to actually be seen there? Yeah. Okay. Anybody who lives in a small town knows that there's no such thing as a secret. No such thing as a secret. You, you don't tell anybody else in your town anything that you don't want at least 19 people to know about. Right. That's, that's just how it's going to go. So the thing is, is that you know darn well that a place like that opens, they're going to be watching to see who actually goes in there. Mm -hmm. Who's going to want... So but what I'm, that's why I'm saying, like, believe me, the market will take care of something like that very quickly. So that's why... I, I think that that applies with this, with the self-defense principle. People have a right to do whatever they want on their own property, and that includes not allowing guns, not having the violence. Yep. You know, some, like you for know. a while, Starbucks like threw out this thing where it was like, "Hey, we don't want if if you're a gun owner, do, we don't want you to bring guns into our stores." And then there was this huge outcry about it. And then a, a week and a half later, like you can do it as long as you're following the laws about it, which is yeah, most of them were. In Texas, I guess they were like putting them out on the tables and stuff, and having like a a, a little gun show, but not not like a gun show. Right. Um, but everybody's like, just like, look what I'm carrying today. Look what I'm carrying today. Yeah, but I'm like, yeah, I don't do that in public. Like, I understand people are nervous. Yeah. Around guns, I get it. Completely understand it. Well, and we you know we had we had talked about it. Um, you know, when we were working at when I was working at the Saratogian, and there were a couple of incidents of violence against journalists. And newspaper, you know, a new member was the newspaper in Maryland that had a mass gunman in it. And that was just after, like, the terrorist attack on the Charlie Hebdo thing in yeah. France and everything like that. So naturally, you know, those of us who are in management were sitting there talking about, like, what are we going to, you know, how are we going to do this? Yeah, most and paper places aren't really designed for uh, defense well, no, but the thing, <laughs> but 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 the thing was is that like the our my employer had a company wide policy that guns are not pro prohibited on the premises, and so like we had talked about this because there were some some people at at the paper I worked at that they own guns, and they were like, well, what if I? They're like, you can't bring them on our property. We have them, you know, you can't even have them in your car on on the property because it's mm, on their property, yeah. even though it's in your car. But here's the thing: is that like if 
even though I could be a licensed concealed carry holder, permitted, never have any violations and stuff like that, perfectly within. See, the thing is, they couldn't arrest me for having it on my person in my office, but they could fire me. Yes. They could fire me, and they would be justified in doing so. There was a venue that I worked at for a year and a half that they don't exist anymore, and uh, I don't know, a couple weeks in. Um, I was like, hey, just so you know, like the church that like rents this place, they want me to carry a pistol. Is that cool with you guys? They're like, do you, is it legal? Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's legal. It's registered everything. And they're like, cool. Um, can you carry it for our shows too? And I'm like, okay, not if I'm drinking. They're yeah. like, cool. Yeah, that's fair. I'm like, yeah, that's uh, correct. Uh- <laughs> yeah, you don't, you know. And, and I just want people to note that the way that Jeff handles it is the way that, again, 99.9% of gun owners in this country actually behave. You maybe know, 95. Maybe 95. Okay, we'll go. But our- There's Texas and Florida. <laughs> I love Texas and Florida, but man. Well, see, the thing is, is that, like, Texas, I like it because everything just comes from, like, this whole, like, old freedom, you know, yeah. thing. Well, play, I, I, hear, of- I hear, like, the—see, I'm not a gun nut. Um, I'm not. Right. But I hear some of my more gun nut um, acquaintances say things like, yeah, we're going to go get a couple of drinks and we're going to go shooting afterwards. I'm like, this sounds like a really bad idea. I'm not going. Yeah, it sounds like a really bad idea. <laughs> I'm not idea. doing that. Uh, have fun. Be safe. Um, I'll, I'll, yeah, hopefully I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. You know what though? This is, this goes, a lot of bad ideas start after you've been drinking about like, they weren't even drinking when they came up with the idea. (laughs) They were like, yeah, we're going to have a couple beers and go target shooting. I don't, I don't drink, but I was on a camping trip with a bunch of people and they were like, we got to, you know, they, they first had a game of rock, which was like horseshoes. It was because somebody forgot to bring the ladder golf that they like to put on the beach. You know, with the, you throw the golf balls at the plexiglass or not the 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 no idea never right it's a it's like a game of horseshoes except it's with golf balls on rope instead of horseshoes anyways but you know it's bad enough that you're actually now replacing it by throwing rocks at rocks at each other (laughs) Um, (laughs) but then they were like let's let's play a hot game of nails and i'm like oh my word what is this you take a log big log and you put like six or seven nails around it the name of the game is now this is after you know several beers in this i got an idea this is that type of game you take a hammer and you have to flip it in the air and then after you catch it you immediately have to bring the hammer down on one of the other person's nails and as your if your nail goes all the way into the wood you're out that's a really bad idea hammer um like i can i can probably flip one of my hammers because i use it a lot i know it's weight i know it's balance i don't want to do that with someone else's tools no way. Well, could you also do it after like drinking a half a gallon of rum and yeah, that's you'll never see me drink rum. But it's yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we will never see Jeff. No, but I'm just saying like I it's back to those drunken yeah, you know yeah, the, yeah. like there are the, there are just things that it's are like not how a good... like darts are a game where you throw sharp objects at walls and bars. Yeah, while you're drinking, it's like Yeah, I'm, I usually have to set up concerts around that and I'm like, "All right, uh, this dartboard is out of commission while I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't want to have to duck every 10 minutes. <laughs> like, this is bad. Because as the, as the night goes on, your shots are going to become a lot less accurate. Fortunately, I know the owners of most of those yeah. places, and they're like, yeah, that's cool. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah it is. You're right. Yeah. Just here, here, here's a little suggestion. <laughs> no, you don't play darts better when you're drunk. No, you don't. <laughs> you do not. But that goes back <laughs> with the guns thing. You know, obviously there's bad ideas. You don't have a couple of drinks and go shoot your guns and everything like that. But, you know, I'm just saying that most people are really, really, really not like that, except in Texas and Florida, obviously. Um, see, that's the thing. Florida just is, like, weird. 
it's just like their their laws create weird people. Whenever uh whenever I try to make a joke about um like bad music or just bad culture, I always like hit on Jacksonville. I don't know why, but I always pick Jacksonville as where I'm making my bad joke. I can tell you that that is actually a great place to make the bad joke. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> it, it, if I've been through Jacksonville. If you ever want the definition of what an urban trailer park looks like. Okay, yeah. It's Jacksonville, Florida. That's probably one of the jokes I've made. <laughs> okay. It's it 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 like like everything that is bad <laughs> and associated with Florida, you could probably find in Jacksonville except maybe dudes trying to have sex with crocodiles or alligators cuz they're in well, no, they're actually everywhere in that state, so you can <laughs> <laughs> Go to Florida, own a gun, have sex with an alligator. Oh my god! What a trip! But wear a mask. <laughs> I want you to be you know, wear a mask. We're going completely. We want off you the to be safe. We we already killed our outline. So, I know yeah. we killed our outline. And no, we're just going off. You know what? It, this is what happens when we don't. We miss a week of a podcast. Is that we just start getting weird at the end of it, and and you know because it's just. You know, the way that we always tend to wrap things up. So great. I know. It's awesome. But, okay, so this actually now, though, concludes the personal liberty section of this uh, part of the uh, libertarian platform. We are going to be moving into economic freedom. And and this actually is going to deal with business, taxes, government spending, debt, uh, education. Just basically, there's a lot of things that you would... Probably be surprised they're under this thing, but we're going to cover all of them point by point. What I decided to do is I'm no longer going to promise you how many topics I'm going to cover every week because I came into last week thinking about doing death penalty and self-defense all in one show. Oh, impossible. And it was impossible to do it. So, But I, I advertised it as saying, oh, it's going to be you know two topics and we wound up you know, extending it, but that's okay. You know what, what I'm finding here is that there are a lot of these topics that, you know, we're coming on that I can cover, you know, maybe get a couple of platform points in one show, but there like stuff like self-defense is so nuanced and everything like that, that you really got to explore it on its own. So, you know, hopefully between all of the nonsense and things like that, that scattered, I hope that you guys were able to, uh, you know, learn a little bit about where the libertarians stand on self-defense and yes, about guns. Uh, anyway, just a reminder, uh, again, if you're for those three of you who are probably still listening at this point, um, there is that rally on Saturday. Take back Albany. It's at 1 p.m. at the state capitol. You can go to cancelcuomo.com to get any other information that you might need. Um, I think the weather's supposed to be okay. Uh, so far, it looks like it. Yeah. So you don't really have that as an excuse. And let's face it, after being cooped up inside for February, take advantage of these nice days if you're having them. And we're going to have some this week, and I'm going to take full advantage of every single one of them. So anyways, uh, go Saturday. It'll be fun. Um, and hopefully informative. And we thank you very much for sticking around. For Jeff Pitcher, I am Charlie Crable. We will talk to you later. Have a good one.